This is the national treasure, Nicholas, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. It's a double edition this week. Yesterday, we sat down with uh, WWN star Anthony Henry. And tonight, we are welcomed by Shine star Mercedes Martinez. Shine, I'm uh, Shine. Mercedes, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's a, a long and very busy week for you, so we appreciate your time. Uh, no problem. It's my pleasure to do this for you guys. So uh, tomorrow night, uh, one of um, the biggest matches of the weekend for WWN, it's going to be you and Allison Kay for the Shine title. And uh, clearly not the first time you two have met either. Uh, Shine 41, you guys wrestled to a 20-minute draw that uh, left the fans chanting five more minutes. Uh, that match is uh, available on Club WWN for people that want to go watch it. It was uh, a heck of a match. So talk to us a little bit about that match and what, you know, what that match means to tomorrow's rematch. I think that was just, uh, uh, that match was mostly just the start of a, a feud for us. I think it was more respect to a certain extent. Um, I have yet to win the shine title. Um, and it was pretty much my way of trying to cement, uh, my status back in top contender. Um, I give credit where credit is due. Allison Kay uh, came back to shine uh, in top form right now, uh, and she has something that I want. So back then, it was more uh, or less us both cemented our place in that top contender for that title, and that match pretty much went to that draw. And I think it's just time now to finish this out and then get shit done, basically. And that's what this weekend is culminating to for me to get in my top spot that I deserve uh, since the beginning of Shine. Yeah, you've been on a tear. I, I should say you and AK have been on kind of a collision course. If anybody's been following Shine, it's almost like you you know every time you're about to get that title shot, for some reason or other, somebody steps in your way. So I'm really looking forward to um, to tomorrow's match. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, like you said, the conclusion of just a, a great rivalry that you two have had, professional rivalry. And, I mean, leading up to that, you have been in the game. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrestling coming up on 19 years right now. Oh, my God. Yeah, 19 years. That's a long time. <laughs> Very long time. I'm surprised my body held up that long. Listen, that's a credit to, you know, yourself and the condition that you keep yourself in. I know you were, uh, played a lot of sports growing up. I believe you uh, played college basketball, correct? I did. I did. I played uh, high school basketball, and uh, it led me to get a full scholarship uh, to a private college, Division II. Um, I've only played for about a year and a half in college until wrestling kind of took over. How easy was that transition from, you know, the world of college sports to professional wrestling? Because when you started, you know, training, I guess it was 1999, 2000, it was uh, 
it was a different animal back then, to say the least. Yeah, it, but the transition, and, and what's funny is that I was coming back from an injury, playing oh, basketball, yeah. a back injury right. nonetheless. Um, yeah, so it was more or less getting into wrestling. Didn't think I was going to become a wrestler. Just kind of went in there. They had a gym right next door to this wrestling school, and one thing kind of led to another. So, um, I, I mean, when you're a fan of wrestling, you never think that you're going to make this a career, not in, in in my career anyhow, I didn't think I was going to even get to a year or even a month, but I, I went in there and the moment I took my first bomb, it was just like, all right, I can do this. You know, I got, I got the athletic skills and one thing led to another and just kind of snowball from there. Um, you know, my, my parents and my family, I've always told them, I, I don't want to be a pro wrestler. My, my main goal was to be a professional basketball player or a, um, you know, a SWAT member or police force, something of that nature. But kind of wrestling just snuck its way in. And here I am 19 years later, still trying to live the dream. And 19 years later, I mean, probably in the best position, I would say you've ever been in i mean you you had a, a long run and you've wrestled everybody there is to wrestle in the professional wrestling world um back in 2006 you made your debut in ring of honors and ring of honor in 2006 was kind of like the pinnacle i guess it, as far as professional wrestling goes and a legitimate wrestling organization what was that like um i know it was you uh jimmy jacobs daisy hayes it, it must have been quite a pretty crazy locker room yeah you know what and and it was, and, and Ring of Honor was that thing where you had to get there. If you got to Ring of Honor back in the day, it was like you made it. Um, and, and that's what ended up happening with me. It's, uh, you know, I traveled the world, and I, and I didn't get to that top spot until I got to Ring of Honor and, and started having that feud and, and been part of that Vulture squad uh, with Evans and Lacey and, and, and do all that whole angle that we were trying to do. It just it never took off when it, the way it was supposed to take off. Um, I'm not sure exactly what happened. The program kind of fell apart, and then my Is way David out the Ring door for Ring of Honor. Huh? I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, so it was kind of just a thing where I think the program just kind of fell apart and the Vulture squad kind of just broke apart and everybody went their own separate ways and I just kept doing what I'm doing, trucking it till now. Was Gabe Sapolsky a part of Ring of Honor in 2006? Yes. That's pretty much how I met Gabe was through Ring of Honor. Gotcha. Okay. And now, I mean, him and the head of the WWN and with everything that's going on, it's such big news in the wrestling world. Um, you know, this week with uh, they announced that the uh, Evolve 131 is going to be streaming on the WWE Network. What kind of what do you think that means for a company like Evolve, a, a company like Shine under that WWN banner? What does that opportunity really present? Uh, it pretty much presents a, a unique opportunity. I think when it comes to all the talent that are part of these uh, companies, whether it's, you know, uh, Shine, Evolve, um, anything that's under that WWN banner, it gives WWE a chance for like a breeding ground. That's how I look at it. It gives them a chance to look at all these talents and all these wrestlers in a different light. We always want to put our best uh, foot forward in the ring, but sometimes when you have a company looking at you or you're doing pay-per-view streaming or anything with TV, you always give a little bit extra. And now with WWE being partnered up and, and you know, going into this huge weekend with, you know, um, the whole streaming service, I think it's freaking amazing. It, it's an opportunity that you want to be part of these companies. So now not just putting your best foot forward in other companies, but you want to make it to 
you know, like a, an evolve and, and, and the females want to get to shine because now that's where that breeding ground starts. That's where WWE is going to look towards to because that's their partnership now. So it's definitely something, you know, unique in its own. And, and it just gives the independent wrestlers another chance to be looked at where maybe they never had the chance years ago where they had to, you know, wait for that try. And now they're just the tryouts in the palm of their hands. All they got to do is show up and show out. And like you said, it's kind of like a springboard. So anybody that's watching that, it might be easier to make communications. I mean, for yourself, as far, is there anywhere you haven't wrestled? I know last couple of weeks you were in uh, the UK. I believe you were in Australia. Yeah, I've pretty much been just about everywhere. Um, I think the only place I haven't been is probably Mexico. I mean, I've been to Japan. I've been to Australia, the UK. Um, yeah, I think Mexico is the only place I have yet to wrestle in. Do I want to? I'm not sure yet, but uh, it's, it's the only place I haven't been. Sure. Now, wrestling in so many different countries for different promotions, I mean, you know, Shimmer, Shine, um, you know, Rise, what do you notice uh, culturally between the fans? Is there that much of a difference or just the appreciation of professional wrestling kind of universal? I think the appreciation of wrestling is universal, but when it comes to women's wrestling, every country has its own uniqueness. Um, when I wrestle for like Pro Wrestling Eve, it's such a close-knit atmosphere. The crowd is right in your face, right there at ringside, that it gives you more of a reason to um, hone your craft a little bit more because now they're watching every little detail compared to when you're, you know, we have guardrails and you have mats and stuff where the crowd isn't as close. Um, when I go to Australia, it's more of a family-friendly atmosphere, so you have the kids there, and, and they watch wrestling a whole different way than, you know, someone maybe at Pro Wrestling Eve would watch. Um, so it, it's a whole different atmosphere. Every country you go to, you don't know what to expect. Uh, you just know that you have to go in there and give them what they uh, are known to see you as, and then some. Sometimes, you know, when I go to Australia, I tend to do more little comedy matches because there is more kids compared if I was wrestling like Pro Wrestling Eve or Shimmer, where I can't do as much comedy because the fans there expect you to show up and, and give them more than 100%. Expect you to kill yourself sometimes, but, um, but <laughs> it's the truth. It's the tr yeah. yeah, it's the truth, though, because you want to give them what they're, you want to give them their money's worth, is basically what it comes down to, and that's what any company, you want to give the promoters and the fans their money worth. They're paying to see you, so you want to give them every interview, whether it's you know, uh, a comedy match or whatever it is that they're looking to get. But you also have to take in consideration the fans that are in there. You know, sometimes kids, these kids, you know, uh, um, in in the audience, they don't know hardcore, and they maybe they won't appreciate a car. Maybe they they just want to be a part of the match. So sometimes you have to give them that comedy match, and they appreciate you ten times more. And sometimes it's just more fun. I would rather do comedy matches at this point in my career than anything. <laughs> Well, I mean, speaking of hard hitting, your last match against Sue Young at Shine Fifty Eight was, uh, I guess, in a word, brutal. I mean, that was you guys literally left it all out there, and that, that's the kind of match, like you said, I, I guess that crowd caters to. But it's kind of like a comedian; you have to know your audience, and you have to know how to deliver the best product that they're expecting. Yeah, for sure. You you definitely have to look at your audience. You definitely have to. What I tend to do, and, and you know, this is what advice and tip I usually give to anybody who's later on in the card, is watch the first couple of matches. If, if you know, whenever before you're on, if you're on fifth in the card, you know, watch the first or second match. See what your audience is going to cater to. See what they like. Do they like the flippy stuff? Do you want old school? Do they want comedy? Do they want to be a part of the match? Are they quiet for the match that they're watching? You kind of have to tailor your match towards them 
so they can get their money's worth. You can't just keep doing the same match every night, you know, night and in because every audience is different. So you kind of got to tailor to them, but you don't want them to dictate your match. You just got to know if they want to be a part of it or they, they just want to appreciate the athleticism. Like what do, what are they looking for? And you kind of give them that, but in your own way. Right. It's not like, you know, in the mid 80s or late 80s with Hulk Hogan, where every match you were going to get was the same and the people are going to buy it. Right now, there's too much wrestling to, you know, there's too much wrestling available to the people where they now have, you know, decisions. And I think that's great. And in uh, speaking about the, you know, the WWE Network, we're talking about Evolve 131 being on there. You are no stranger uh, to the WWE Network. 2017 and 2018, you were part of the May Young Classic. Um, what was that experience like for you? The first one, 2017. Um, you know, you had a great match with Kimberly. Uh, you lost the eventual champion, Shayna Baszler. What, that, that had to be uh, – that was a groundbreaking tournament. What was that experience like? Uh, very humbling, very nervousness. I think I was more nervous ever in my career at that moment. Um, that was one of those moments where, you know, your emotions run high. You get nervous. You get scared. You're excited. You're humble. Just everything rolled all into one. And then you kind of have to – check those emotions to the side and be like, you know what, you're part of history, but it's a lot of pressure on your shoulders, a lot, a lot of pressure, especially for someone like me who's been, you know, busting their ass for, at that point, what, 17 years and finally gets this big main recognition and goes to the semifinals. It's, 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 it's a lot to take in. So, like, when you watch that match with me and Shayna and I break down and cry in the middle of the ring, that's, those are true emotions. Those are real emotions where it's just like, man, am I ever going to get this again? Am I ever going to be in front of a WWE audience again? Am I going to be part of WWE? Or do they do they like my match? Like it's a lot of lot of stuff going on. What people don't see behind the scenes is that nervousness and the praying or whatever it is that you want to do to get ready for these matches. People don't see that and they don't understand the sacrifices that you have to do to get to that point. You know, a lot of these athletes and female athletes, they you know we work really really hard to be equal to the guys. And we don't get that platform that they get. So for WWE to do that, man, those emotions, man, they were all over the place that weekend. I don't even know how I got through it. <laughs> well, I think that has to, you know, you made it to the semifinals. So that's, I mean, you had more matches than almost, I mean, actually, I'm sorry, you made it to the finals. You had more matches than almost anybody. So that speaks to a confidence level that people have in you to continually, you know, bring it in the ring and give the fans what they're looking for. So... I think that's, uh, you know, definitely what we're going to be seeing this weekend, again, at Shine 59. Um, I have a couple questions for you. I, you tweeted something a couple weeks ago about a Batman room and retro video game. <laughs> I want to know if you found anything. What are we playing? What's in the Batman room? Uh, <laughs> yes, my Batman, my very small Batman, but it works for me. Uh, right now, I'm still looking for my original Nintendo, original Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, uh, GameCube. So uh, right now, I, am, I, I do have an Xbox, Xbox 360, the original Xbox. I own PlayStation 1, 2, 3, a Nintendo Switch. I own an Atari. I own a... Uh, wow. Yep, I do own an Atari. Uh, I own a TurboGrafx-16. No, nobody owns a TurboGrafx-16. Hold on, nobody owns a TurboGrafx-16. No one knows what that is, but that came right before Sega Genesis came out. I think it's like a little computer chip thing, and it's ridiculous. I think I was probably 12 when I got it, <laughs> and I wow. still have it in mid condition. Get, well, so what games are you playing right now? 
Uh, right now, I'm on my Xbox One. I am still I'm playing Assassin's Creed because uh, I love Assassin's Creed. That's where my uh, gear inspiration came from, from the Mae Young Classic last year. Uh, it was all oh. Assassin's Creed, the, you know, theme with the whole hood and all that stuff. There's a little bit of that. And um, I think that's it right now. I'm stuck on that as well as Nintendo Switch. I'm playing DC Villains. Just got a Nintendo Switch myself, and I'm looking to get Zelda. So, oh, it, I just bought Zelda. I have yet to play. I think I dabbled like ten minutes in, and then I went back to DC Villains. Okay, I got to travel in the end of September, so that's going to be my Zelda time. So, I want to, I want to report on Twitter. Let me know how the game is, so I know what I'm getting into. I have to beat DC Villains before I can play Ledger. I didn't want to like start something and then forget about my DC Villains. I'm about eighty percent in into DC Villains. I'm almost done. I got twenty percent to go. <laughs> gotcha. I I can't focus. I I feel like a lot of the games today. You know, I I grew up on the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo. You know, and the PlayStation One. I feel like the games today are just so much more complicated than ever before, and it takes so much more time to invest yourself in these games. It's the freaking side quests. <laughs> I blame it on, I'm telling you, I've been on Assassin's Creed for years, years and years, and I have yet to like beat every single game completely because those side quests like literally deter you from the main quest. And then you're like, why can I beat this game? Why? Because you're doing like five hours on side quests instead of the main game. I'm telling you, that's really what it is. These one, you know, these damn games, that's what they do to me. And literally I'm still like on Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag because of these side quests. They take me forever to beat and I can never get to the main game. I think also when I was a kid I had more patience and now I just get so frustrated. Yeah, we get frustrated, and we, it's time. We don't have enough time. Like, I really don't have enough time to play as much as a YouTube. That's why I like the, uh, the Switch. I can take it with me on the road. And the Switch also got this Nintendo Online, in case you didn't know, where you can play those Mario, Super Marios, back-in-the-day games. I'm telling you, it's the best uh, thing ever. That I did not know, but I, I'll do anything for some Super Mario Brothers and for some uh, Mario Kart. That, that's, where, that's where my bread and butter is. Oh, yeah, that's exactly where it is. And on this Nintendo Switch, they have that Nintendo Online. You can play all those games. It's the best thing because now I can do all that stuff um, when I'm on the road instead of waiting to, you know, come home and play and stuff. Like, I have a Wii. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I do have a Wii. Um, I can't play, like, my Mario Kart and stuff like that just because, you know, my cats go crazy when I'm <laughs> jumping around. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't know the Wii was still a thing. I know they came out with the Wii U. Do you have the Wii U? No, no, I have the original Wii. The original? I'm all about the, yeah, I'm all about the originals, man. And gotcha. I travel so much now, it's hard for me to play my video games. So um, when I got that Nintendo Switch for Christmas, I was like, oh, this is going to be the life. Like, if only I can just pack up my Xbox in a compact thing and take it with me, I would, but I can't. I don't know how AJ, I don't know if you've ever seen AJ Styles, his Twitter or his Instagram. The, the setup that that dude has, he's got like a fold-out PlayStation 4 and this little mini thing that he plays in every airport. I was like... Must be nice. I don't know how anybody could do that or put that together, but there's something out there. No, that it yeah, it's uh, it's oh god, what is it called? It's like this 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 little thing, and it comes with the monitor and all of that. Like I see, Leva Bates have it, and I know yeah, yeah, like have right. it. Yeah, yeah, the true true gamers, I guess you can say, like carry their gaming with them. Um, I can't. I'll probably lose that. <laughs> and it's and it counts as a personal item, so like that's all you can have, and then your carry on. It kind of sucks. So right. no, my my Nintendo Switch fits in my book bag along with everything else. I'm good. I'm not trying to pay for luggage right now. No, you know what? I don't blame you, especially for traveling. You do. I can't imagine what it would cost to bring that thing to Australia. So <laughs> you know what? I went to I went to Australia with Savoy. Savoy brought her Xbox. I ain't kidding. That was her personal item. She brought her Xbox with her while I brought my Switch. 
everybody, you know, everybody has priorities, and it sounds like her Xbox is right there, so good for her. Uh, it's okay, listen, I just brought my hard drive, that's all that mattered. Oh, that, that works too. Uh, listen, Shine 59 is coming up this weekend. Uh, we can't wait, it's going to be a great show. You are in the main event uh, for the Shine title against Allison K. Um, last thing I want to ask you is, you know, it seems like Evolve is getting a lot of those NXT talents to uh, to Evolve. When are we going to start seeing, you know, the Candice LeRae's, the IOTRI's come to Shine Wrestling? Oh, I'm not sure. That is a good question. Maybe I'll ask Sal this weekend when he's going to start bringing some of these female talents. Because the only way that some of these girls on Shine can get better and show up and show out is by, you know, showing the NXT girls that we're the true deal as well. doesn't matter if you have a contract or not. We the real deal, and you just have to come to Shine to find out. Absolutely, and I think that's why people tune into, uh, you know, NXT, and that's why people watch Shine. And the same for Evolve. It's because the product, it's such a great professional wrestling product, and you know, it's one of the best things they have going on the network right now. And eventually, uh, you know, next month again, like we said, uh, the Evolve is going to be on the network. And if you have Club WWN, WWN Live, check it out this weekend. Shine 59 is going to be 3 o'clock Saturday. Uh, and then uh, Evolve 129 is going to be right after that. It's the best $9 a month you're going to spend. You spend it on coffee, go out and get, uh, you know, Club WWN. <laughs> Do the right thing. Support people. And uh, Mercedes, where can people follow you on all social medias and pro wrestling teams? Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, Mercedes Martinez. You can also follow me on Twitter at the Real M Martinez, um, as well as Facebook at the Latina Sensation Mercedes Martinez. I do have an Instagram at the moment. We are working on it to get it unlocked. It must have got hacked or something, but we are working on to get that back up at the moment. Okay, you guys heard it. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, just. Hang out on the Instagram. Make sure you go to ProWrestlingTees.com. Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes, thank you so much for joining us. We cannot wait for your match tomorrow night. And best of luck this weekend. Awesome. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you.